This week, I'm delighted to be joined by uh, Jack Graves, who joins me as our fourth guest in Series 1. Um, two more to go. Hopefully, you're enjoying it as much as I am um, and uh, learning something along the way. Jack is um, a friend. He's also worked um, with me as a, a PT slash coach um, and has some really interesting views on a variety of, 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 of subjects. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed talking to him. Please do check him out on Instagram um, and his and his podcast, um, Healthy Conversations on Spotify. Sit back um, and, uh, and I hope you enjoy episode four of the Bind Pod. Brought to you hand in hand with Danny and the team at Gainline Ascot. Please do check them out. It's an amazing gym, an amazing group of people. Good morning, good afternoon and good evening. <laughs> that... Is our uh, is is our guest uh, Jack Graves' um, catchphrase from his uh, from his podcast? So, uh, hello, hello, Jack. Hello, my friend. How are you? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. You are you are the health coach. Is that a fair? Uh, that is, I am the health coach. You are the you are the health coach, and or you are your health coach. You are my health coach. Um, <laughs> hopefully, I'm a decent case study for you. Early stages. Yeah, testimonial will be uh, a bit later on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is this always a before photo? I don't get it. When's yeah. He, yeah, when do you see the after photo? Um, as you've said, we obviously know each other from uh, the gym. And I've got a nice little story about when I first came across you in the gym, which always tickles me. And I think I've told you before, but um, we'll tell that later. Um, we've worked together. As you say, you are now my health coach. And uh, yeah. you are now a victim to probably five to 100 messages a day every day on whatsapp <laughs> now you now you've entered my life you're in my uh in, in my kid's life my wife's life so it's quite all-consuming yeah the ak-47 of whatsapp messages <laughs> and now is a lot. and now you are fourth guest on the uh, bind pod mate and i'm and i'm very privileged and the guests before me are obviously uh you know what i mean very high quality well, and it and it and it and it just continues as as with as with everyone. There's been sort of a general theme of people being experts in their field, teaching me something, um, yeah, and then me mostly talking over them to tell them my story. So, uh, yeah. so, <laughs> so uh, nothing's, yeah. nothing's new there. So, so I've had lots of feedback, and everyone says that I should talk less. So, in true Silla Black style, okay. blind date style, tell us tell us who you are, where you're from, <laughs> and what do you do. Right. So my name is Jack Graves, also known as your health coach or the health coach on Instagram or whatever. Mm. Uh, I've lived in Windsor all my life. Well, actually, it's a lie. Actually, I've been in and out of Windsor, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Um, had a little stint in Kingston, lived in Kingston for a little bit. Had a little stint up north, up in Oldham, mm-hmm. which was an experience. Uh, a good experience. And, yeah, it was a good experience. Yeah. Uh, toughened, toughened me up a little bit. <laughs> Um, and yeah, I'm just, I'm just a, I want to say I'm a health coach, but I, before that I was a personal trainer, mm-hmm. um, for, I mean, I've been doing this now for what, nearly 11, 12 years plus as we obviously keep going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I've, and I've been through many different, I've worked with many different people from many different walks of life. Um, why do you say you're a health coach? Cause I, I have written down you're a coach, not a PT. And I think with a bit of research on LinkedIn and some older social medias, which I found from you, uh, which are truly wonderful. Back yes, and back and back and buys today. Feel the pump. Um, oh, mate. <laughs> days, yeah. What 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 is the difference 
two <sighs> between a PT and a coach? And and why do you say coach rather than PT? I think so. For me, I align a PT when I first very first started out. For me, a PT was literally someone you just train. Someone comes in, you train someone, and they go home, and then you get the next person in. There's, there's there was nothing to it, you know. Whereas for me, coaching is a bit more. Uh, is a lot more. You're more involved, and there's a lot more education. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just feel like sort of PT. You're just sort of just like a, just turning people in and out on a daily basis. Whereas in coaching, you are really involved in trying to uh, develop someone's health in terms of like being sort of there 24 hours of the day, um, always trying to give them advice all the time and stuff like that. So yeah, I think you're more. You're just more involved, really. I feel like. I think it's and on on your podcast, which we'll we'll touch on touch on later. Um, a lot of people are badging themselves as coaches, aren't they? It seems like a it's 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 a relatively fresh thing. But the way everyone talks is it's a much more holistic approach as opposed to that yeah. one one hour in the gym, see you next week, and then next person's turning up. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I like to think that I've sort of got managed to get the balance. So, like, I think sometimes health health health, health coaching can be a bit too holistic. Mm-hmm. Um, and not enough about the movement and stuff like that. Whereas I feel like I found that middle point where I'm sort of mixing the holistic with the training. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of health coaches, especially I spoke to a couple of health coaches now that really focus on more of like the nutrition side of it and the, and sort of med- the meditational side of it and the sleep side of it. They don't really do a lot of movement. And if they do, it's very minimal. Yeah, it almost Whereas, just stops, doesn't it? It just stops at the, the, the diet and the meditation, almost the trend, yeah. almost the, the on-trend yeah. stuff, and right. then lines right. drawn. Yeah, whereas me, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of marrying them all together. Mm-hmm. That's my um, that's my sort of my system and my methodology that I use with clients. So, And that comes across on your slogan as well, your 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 mantra, if you want to call it something a bit more, um, a bit more polished, your slogan of uh, move, eat, sleep, and sustain. That's your uh, yeah. the uh, the the big the big four words. I actually having a conversation with somebody yesterday, um, who's also uh, a coach, and I asked him something similar. But of those four, which is the most important? Do you think movie sleep sustain? Uh, it's, it's got to be sleep. Is it hundred percent? Yeah, without sleep you can't do anything. If you're still sleep deprived, you can't. Movement goes out the window because you've got no energy, and you're. As much as you want to try and stay on an eating an eating routine or the, of a style of eating you like to do, if you're sleep deprived, that goes out the window as well. Interesting, because um, you've mentioned uh, on your podcast um, you're obviously having a, a baby soon. Indeed. Yeah, um, and <laughs> uh, that's when your sleep deprivation is probably going to be at its highest in life, um, and that it'd be it'd be quite an interesting case study to to. To, to see how that impacts on on you, I, I know it impacted me pretty heavily. I was I was holding uh, holding Bella under the um, under the uh, the fan in the cooker trying to make her sleep while spooning uh, lasagna. <laughs> it's just like it's like a constant spoon, spoon, spoon. And and you're right, you you just can't function without sleep. No, yeah. no. I think you know what I think. The, the key to that is understanding that during that period of it's going to be, I know it's going to be, I'm going to be sleep deprived in that period. But it's also understanding that come to them, just being real of yourself and being like, look, it's not going to be what your normal routine is like, mm-hmm. but you still, but you want to almost, my mindset is going to be shifting more into like a maintaining sort of mindset in terms of like how I train, how I eat. You just be sort of just trying to just try and get as close to the habits I have now as possible. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? So if, if I'm super fatigued, I'm not going to go and smash out uh, a strength endurance circuit in the garage or do high intensity interval training running. Yeah. You know, I might just go for like a 5K run and just get back and feel good, you know? Which is, which I think is a general principle of exercise anyway, isn't it? If you, if you wake up anyway and you don't feel like yeah. it, don't, don't go and beast yourself just for the sake of yeah. beasting yourself and, um, and high fight. Really interesting because... Um, Robbie Thompson, who I've mentioned before, had a very similar answer where, 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 where he said, look, I've got my plan A, but if I can't do that, rather than running, I'll jog. If I can't jog, I'll walk. If I can't walk, I won't. And yeah. and, we'll, and we'll go again. So, yeah, sound, um, sound advice. Um, you obviously have a rugby background. I'm guessing you enter Oldham. Was that because of rugby? Is that... Yeah, it was, that was indeed. Yeah. That was yeah. indeed. Um, and being, being a soft southerner... Um, <laughs> People, people will probably be a bit surprised to hear that's a rugby league um, career which you've embarked on in a, a, a yeah. young age. Very interesting rugby league career, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't be shy. I, I mean, you you know that I I love yeah, rugby league. Um, probably the two listeners I have who listen every week. Uh, shout <laughs> shout out to King Ken. He'll be listening. He's a big rugby league fan. Um, how did you get into rugby league when you were born and bred in Windsor? So, I mean, I was playing Union, mm-hmm. uh, so I was playing for Windsor Boys, and I went to Sevens, uh, a big Sevens tournament called the Rosalind Park. So some guy came up to me and goes, oh, do you fancy trying out for league? And I was like, rugby league, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, I literally went down for some trials, and I literally next got a call the next day, I'm like, well, I'm happy when I play your first game this weekend. And I was like, I trained twice, never played rugby league in my life, and they started yeah. at fullback. Busy, like, busy boy at fullback. Yeah, what is happening here? What is going on? Did you watch rugby um, league? So, like, did you know? Did, did you know the game at all? To honest, mate, no. No, you so you you're basically good at Union. They they saw <sighs> you. And, it, yeah, and, and obviously yeah. back then that was that was the world of YouTube as well. So obviously I could go onto the internet, type in rugby league, and just see how and see what the game was about. But yeah. before that, I had no way of I did I ever even think about watching rugby league on TV. And that obviously went pretty well, didn't it? Because you 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 got games for Harlequins Rugby League. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. I wasn't like a game changer. I was mm-hmm. very consistent. That yeah. was my thing. I was the, I was very much in the middle, a bit of a workhorse, tackle, run if I need to. Just keep on uh, turning up, Jack. That's all you need. Just keep just on turning keep, up. That's it. That's yeah. it. You know that that was my game. It was just I love tackling. I love defending. Um. Yeah, and I should just try and just try and be the person at the end of the game when we did the stats and stuff like that to have the ta- highest ta- tackle count, really. So um, I don't think that was the case in your first game, was it? So I'm a I'm a, <laughs> uh, I'm a I'm a passionate St Helens fan based in Windsor. I think I'm one of two members of the Windsor Newton Saints supporters club, chairman and founder. Um, yeah. Tell us about your about your about your first uh, your first start against uh, St Helens. Uh, throwing up all over the place <laughs> in a changing room. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I didn't go on for too long. I went on for like, I think it was the last five minutes. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like a big game. So I just just to get me on and just see what was happening. And um, yeah, it was uh, it was an experience. Was your first carry not, do you not get, you find yourself in a bit of a contact situation? <laughs> getting, knocked, getting knocked out, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> we, yeah. That. we forget, we forget, we forget those, those horrible moments. No, well, I, I, I think I'm, uh, I'm uh, I think in, well, you were being very, very, very modest about um, what you've achieved there because it, it's awesome to to just just to be picked up and then and then go through. But I can't I can't yeah. let you away with not knowing that you got uh, that you that, that you got level on your first carry. Yeah. 
And how can so, mate, that's okay. one thing about me is that I'm very mo- like, I'm very uh, very modest. That's one thing I am. Yeah, but it, uh, one thing I will say that it was it was a great experience, and I learned so much from that experience in terms mm-hmm. of toughening up and being you know and and really like developing a, like a real work hard mindset. Have you always um, been modest? Yeah. Yeah. So you weren't yeah, you weren't at sixteen thinking I'm the big deal at Windsor Boys, I'm <laughs> no, bigger, no, I'm no. bigger, I'm older, I've got a beard and I scored four tries last week. It was just nah, no, I, no, I wouldn't. Yeah, just say if I yeah, if I won like man in the match, I wouldn't be like shouting out about it, or I wouldn't be like telling people like oh yeah, you know, people ask me how would the game go, I'd be like oh, it went all right, and I might have scored like six tries in the game, but I'd yeah. be like yeah, it was alright, it was a good game. Um, but yeah, I just I just always been like that. I just feel like. I, until I get on the pitch, when I get on the pitch, I'm a different human. But yeah. I mean, but that's what rugby is. Rugby is, you know, you, you you're one person on the pitch and someone else on the off the pitch. You know, it's interesting because so you're the fourth person I've spoken to. I think everyone I've spoken to excelled at what they've done, and be that. And actually, all of them have excelled in um, sport to an extent, but also a, a business and whatever stage of that. Either it's a fledgling business, it's a side hustle it's their life or it's, sort of, it's, it's a career which has been 30 years and all of you so far who are excellent are really modest oh no I know you're still there it's had a massive thing flash up you're all, you're all really uh, really modest and I, I find that really interesting that the people who I've chosen to speak to with talent aren't, aren't as brash as perhaps maybe I would be if I if, if, if yeah. I had done that and I and, I, and it's sort of it's, 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 it's just a really nice trait so um, yeah well well done Jack yeah. yeah, I think that's the personality type of it in sport. That's what you're going to get. You're going to get people that it's like when you're in a rugby changing room or any sort of sporting changing room, or even in an office. Say you're in an office, you've got people who are shouting and screaming, people just get on with their work. Yeah. You know, in a changing room, you're going to have people that are going to be shouting and screaming and smacking their heads before a game, but you've got other people that'll be sitting in the corner with their head down. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think I think I probably kept my head down, and then uh, I'd I'd have this false swagger as the uh, as the white boots came on with the uh, with the uh, with the uh, with the with the, the AB twelve. How come you ended up in uh, in Oldham for a bit? Was that you living? I, with... went, I went alone there. Yeah, I just yeah. went alone there, um, and that was a, that was definitely an experience because mm. they were they were national. I think they were, were the championship. No, no, they were one below, so it was national one. I think they called it back then. Yeah. Um, so we're playing the likes of like Lee Centurions and. When you get to that sort of level, it's about money. So some yeah. teams have got loads of money, some teams haven't. Yeah. So like you could be playing against like, you know, NRL legends or Super League legends that are on a pay packet there. Yeah. Um, and they're playing lower league, and you know, you, it, it was it was a definite. Yeah, you know, been up there as well. It was cold. Yeah. Preseason up there. Um, it's not Windsor, is it? And no, and it's a lot. It's a bit dirtier as well. The, 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 the league's a bit dirtier. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it's just good. It toughens, good. It toughens yeah. you up, you know. Um, you've also we touched on it. There was a bit of a period of um, bodybuilding in the past. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, how long? How long we? I mean, that was, was that was that pre rugby league or was that after rugby no, league? No, that that was post rugby league. I sort of try and find, I've I've always been into fitness. Like, it's always been a thing that I've been into. So like I was mm. very sporty at school. I hated academics. Yeah. Um, you know, I hated it. My outlet was sports. I've always been involved in some sort of physical activity. And my granddad used to go to the gym in the, uh, the Windsor Leisure Centre here. And he took me one day and I just sort of really got into going to the gym. And yeah. from there, I was buying the magazines and I was reading the magazines on different, you know, workouts that people were doing and stuff like that, um, which obviously helped me in my rugby. Um, 
but then as I when I finished rugby I sort of carried on that passion a little bit and mm -hmm. I think I was in the era where bodybuilding was very prevalent in the sort of health and fitness industry yeah um you know it was all about being a fitness model and you know it was yeah doing fitness model competitions and stuff like that so I just thought I'll give it a crack for a year yeah so I ended up doing my first competition which I absolutely hated uh <laughs> that is very very nerve-wracking just walking out on it's stage just, in your, mate, to be honest it's just like the preparation for it is brutal for one yeah. uh and in my head i've ha had it uh, the spirit experience been a bit different but you know walking on stage tanned up to the eyeballs <laughs> uh super dehydrated with just pants on yeah just swim sh just speedos on posing around a bunch of guys doing the same thing it's just just for me just didn't was didn't not do it. something i wanted to keep on doing no i mean <laughs> so it, I it, it's it. amazing it took you a whole year to work that out oh no mate yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, was, it was it was nervous and i was nervous and you know getting on stage in front of those people and it was all very yeah it was a bit dodgy i didn't really for me though it was more the experience i learned a lot from that experience yeah um you know, the bodybuilding side of it, you know, I, I read a lot of magazines and uh, read a lot of different training programs and stuff like that and, and intensity techniques. And I think from that experience, I gained a lot that I use in my coaching now. Yeah, because it, 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 to to have that much commitment to, to get yourself in, 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 into that state, to be able to sort of get the diet right, to dehydrate yourself so, you, so you're looking a little bit extra... Extra weird. I mean, they, 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 these guys feet tear, don't they? They dehydrate so much that when you walk, your your skin's tearing on your feet. And mate, it was um, it was not a great experience. Yeah, but you have kept the false tan, there, haven't you? I have kept the false yeah. tan. Yeah, I, I, I did carry on for a little bit. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's pictures. I'll pictures on my social media if you really want to see what I look like. I was I was a brown. Yeah, you much. But um, you were you were smaller then though than you are now. Yeah, so when you step on stage, you're super lean. Like yeah. you are probably the weakest. You you look pretty strong, but you're probably the weakest you've ever been. Yeah, um, and you're probably the lightest you've ever been as well. It's really weird because you lose a lot of water and a lot of water weight. So like when I was, so I normally knock around about 102, 103 kilos. Yeah, when I stepped on stage, I was ninety five. Um, and yeah, it was it was it was tough, but yeah, it, it's. The, it's the illusion of you look like you're the fit, you're really healthy and fit and strong, but really you're actually dying inside because you're so dehydrated. Yeah, were you just desperate to get some food on afterwards, food and drink afterwards oh, when you come mate, off stage? I made, the, I made the biggest mistake of like really pigging out after, and it gave me a really bad upset stomach. <laughs> it was not great. You have to you have to do something called back, back uh, called back loading, which means you you slowly introduce foods back in. Yeah, yeah, but you but didn't. You can't go absolutely. No, I, I didn't really know about that point. I just was get me whatever I want, you know. And was that just a one year period? So you did you did one year, one show, and then like, I've 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 yeah. done, I've tried it, and then I'm yeah, done. Basically, yeah, I've done it, and that was it. You know, I didn't really want to. And, and and again, I just didn't. It didn't feel right for me. It didn't feel what something I wanted to carry on doing. Yeah, it was more of like I've ticked it, ticked off the list. I've done it now. You know. Were you PTing then? Was that hand in hand? I with... was PT. Yes, yeah, so yeah, I was yeah. PTing then. Yeah. yeah and yeah, yeah. were you teaching? in a bodybuilding style then to your to your clients or yeah yeah so like my, my the original gym i used to train at in the, at the gallery in windsor which is now five star yeah was a very bodybuilding gym like it was very bodybuilding it had the dj booth didn't it? it had a dj booth yeah, in the it middle was, it was hardcore mate yeah it was bodybuilding and powerlifting yeah um and there was a couple of a couple of bodybuilders now made friends with and we all really got on um and yeah it, it, it was good yeah so 
what I'm finding with coaches is like, well, as I'm interviewing them and, and experience, you know, talking to other coaches as well is whatever you're already into at that point, if you're into bodybuilding or CrossFit or powerlifting, you, you do tend to lean very biased towards that of training your clients. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, in that stage, I was training my clients very, very bodybuilder-esque and plus sort of body transformations and stuff like that. So. so in both your rugby and your bodybuilding, it was very different from where you are now then, isn't it? Because your, your coaching style, as I said at the start, is a lot broader than... Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, what I do, what, what I'm thankful for is, you know, there's years of experience that I've... I've, I've, I've been through all the different fitness trends and I've tried all the different ways of training and stuff like that, which has allowed me to then build this this sort of knowledge base of, right, this is what this client needs, this is what this client needs, this is what this client progressed into now. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to think of myself as like a general general specialist. Yeah. So you're not, I'm reading this book at the moment called The Range and it's about general how a general specialist will thrive in, in the it thrives better in the world than a specialist. Yeah. And I think when I first started out in the industry, it was very much like you have to specialize in something. So you're basically, I'll have to specialize in being a weight loss coach or I'm a muscle building coach or whatever. But for me, I actually feel better if, I, if I'm a bit of all of those coaches. Yeah. So if someone comes to me and says, Jack, I want to run a triathlon, I want to you know, run my first Ironman, then I have the ability to go, right, okay, I can program you that. I can, we can work on this and work on that to get you to that, that point. Um, would you take so, yeah, someone but, on who said, I want to be a bodybuilder? Would that still be, uh, if, if, yeah, yeah, you would, you, yes, you, you, yeah, you yeah. would still specialize on that and use your experience. Yeah. 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 Like you say, for me as a coach, again, for me as a coach, it's about whoever comes to me with whatever goal, I can then adjust my expertise to help that person. Yeah. Well, and that's I, what I really pride, pride myself on is that. Yeah. I mean, I can, I can vouch for that in sort of a really awful plug, but from the experience, yeah. from the experience we've had probably in the last, about six months now isn't it we've, we've, been, we've been locked down and we've we've played in the park and done some body weight exercises in the park and been in the gyms um it's been been absolutely fantastic and just as you say a really broad range and, it, and interesting because i i have done a lot of training but a lot of it is different to what i've done before so that's mm. that's kept it really really yeah. so it's really invigorating it's, it's bloody hard but it's yeah. but it's interesting and as you know from text number 30, 37,000 we we are starting to make progress so so that's yeah, yeah. Uh, so that is that is that is really good um not just obviously uh health fitness steep movement expert um this isn't this isn't your first podcast is it <laughs> <laughs> i've got a podcast of my own i have indeed yeah i think we're something like 30, 30 episodes deep now two uh two seasons healthy conversations two, yeah two seasons first season was great second season i had to make because i lost my, i broke my laptop so i had second season now <laughs> i think it's brilliant yeah. I, think it's, I, I, I think it's i think it's really good why did you why did you get get started in in, in, in that i think because one i love talking to people and i love conversation i love i love humans basically i love mm-hmm. you know it's like if i walk down the street and i send some like i remember when I met this, I was working with this chiropractor once and he was, there's this book called, the. it's not called 5-2, it's called something, it's a rough, something rule, where if you make eye contact with someone, if you're in like 10 feet and you're still making eye contact with them after four feet, you say hello to him or you, and he engages yeah. in conversation, like, yeah. So what, so I do that all the time when I'm out. If I'm running and I see people, I say hello to him, I say good morning, you know, if I'm out walking the dog, I do the same thing. Yeah. Um, 
So I just, just it was just I've always wanted to do one and enjoy saying I just enjoy talking to people really and 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 for me as well selfishly talking to all these different types of coaches and different types of people from all, all different walks of life is you learn something from them as well. Yeah. You know, um, so selfishly actually is quite a bit of a self improvement thing really. Um, yeah, yeah, as well. Yeah, which and I, and, I, and I, as you know, I've, I've I've listened to to lots, if not if not all of them. I think one of the great triumphs was at first it was just you talking without mm, without yeah. a guest, and yeah, obviously I'm playing at this, and I've sort of probably copied you and others, and just thought this is cool. Let's let's do a podcast in lockdown. It's something different. I like talking to people. I've learned something from everyone so far, yeah. Um, yeah. so it's a, it's a bit of fun. At worst, it's something for the kids to hear in years to come that yeah. that your dad thought he could do a podcast, but uh, <laughs> but but uh, but it is quite daunting, and and yeah. and so, so I mean everyone I've spoken to, I've known to varying levels, but mostly pretty well, and I think yeah. even even that's hard. Just you put the microphone on, you dial at the computer, and it's quite awkward. And your first series, and your, I mean your title of, of your first episode, this will be yeah. shit. I think, I think it's just it's it's kind of sums up how everyone feels. But I've never had to just talk without anyone re- re- replying, and you've you you did that really well. Was that yeah? Was that daunting for you as well? Yeah. So basically, the, the tr- yeah, it was daunting, yeah. very daunting, because you're you've got nothing to, no one to feed back off. No, it's you you flying the conversation. So the the way I do it is I write a lot of notes. Yeah. And I just let the notes trigger me off, and you just try and keep that that, that conversation flowing. Um, and I used to do that with my with the interviews I used to do with coaches. Yeah. Whereas now I don't take any notes; I just let the conversation flow. Do you? Yeah. Um, and obviously, it's a bit easier because obviously, with a coach, I have something in common with these people. Mm-hmm. And um, but again, everyone's so different. Like I had a girl with that Nicole Love on. And she's a health coach, but she's very into that sort of spiritual side of it, yeah. which I haven't got any any real clue about. And she's no. telling me about these different energy systems and it's all this and all that. And I'm like, okay. Um, but what I do is that that triggers like me wanting to find out more. So then I start asking more in depth conversation, like more questions. And yeah. you know what I mean? So yeah. whereas before, I thought it had to be a very sort of like, I'm going to ask this question, I'm going to ask that question, I'm going to ask that question. But mm-hmm. like as a conversation goes, sometimes you there's not a time to add that question in. No. no, no, no. Next question. No. <laughs> no. And, it, and, and, and that is when they become good to listen to, isn't it? If, if, if you get into a conversation and it's not just question, 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 answer, question. If, yeah. if, 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 you are, if you are flowing, as you say, and if you're learning something, that girl you mentioned there, it's just a conversation about something which you find interesting. Yeah. You, you, yeah. It's, it's not your area, but if, if she can talk to you about it, then, then that's absolutely, uh, absolutely spot on. Yeah, there's nothing, there's nothing stopping because she recommended this book and I've ordered the book and I'm going to look at the book and go, right, okay, it might look a little bit woo-woo, but how can I make this woo-woo applicable to my clients? Yeah. <laughs> you know, because there are some things you can look at things and go, right, actually, that has got some sort of sense behind it. Mm-hmm. Is there any way I can use that more practically with my clients? Yeah. Um, she, she talks about a lot about like uh, the food you put into your body and certain foods and stuff like that. And I, yeah, don't get me wrong. Some of some of the stuff she was saying was very woo woo, and I was like, okay. But like some of the stuff she was saying, I was like, I can actually really apply this to my own clients, and uh, um, and yeah. I haven't, I haven't, I, I haven't heard that one. Did you, did you tell her she was a bit out there? Or? No, 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 no. No, just kept um, it going. 
but I think she she, she she like she did sort of say that to herself like you know it might sound really really woo like woo woo a little bit. <laughs> is that her phrase or your phrase? Yeah, her phrase. Her phrase because that unfortunately the health and fitness industry is full of that. Yeah, and that and that holistic side of it is full of it. Yeah. Um, you know things like Reiki and stuff like that. You know, it's just that uh, you know, a lot of it is placebo effect. Yeah. And, um, Which, if that is that, is fine, though, isn't it? Yeah, placebo effect is very powerful. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Right? There's some there's some supplements that you could recommend, like some of the sleep supplements that I see that have been sold. I'm like, there's nothing in that. There's probably one thing in that is going to do something. But the, yeah. that whole action of oh, I'm going to take this supplement is going to help me sleep better. And even that whole mindset there allows the anxieties to be a lot calmer around sleep. And that's why people get better sleep. Yeah, there was a great post I saw today on Instagram from from a coffee producer, but it was just showing the coffee versus um, energy drink. And it was yeah, saying yeah. and it was saying coffee has, a normal coffee has something like 17 times the amount of caffeine of, a, of an energy drink. Yeah, why, yeah, yeah. why on earth are we doing it? And it is just that effect of, I've had the Red Bull, I've had that monster. I am now going to be able to walk into that gym and... And just uh, in this blast, so, yeah, and it and it and it and it does work. Um, you mentioned a lot of books, and you mentioned a lot of books. Um, when we've trained together, um, some of which I've uh, I've I've bought since. Um, I think you are pretty good for book recommendation. What if people are looking for something sort of in this field of health coaching? What would you which which books would you recommend they pick up at the moment? As in, like another coach to read to well, just, better, better there. Yeah, or, or or just books you found interesting to do with their sort of lifestyle and health. Mate, the crazy the crazy thing is that when I was younger, I used to hate books. Yeah, I heard you say that in your in your podcast. Yeah, yeah. mate, my mum my mum says to me now when we go for dog walk and stuff, she's like, oh, yeah, I wish you'd have been into this books when you were younger. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> something one day something just clicked clicked with me. I don't know what it was, but it just clicked. Mm-hmm. Um, I've read many books. I've read many horseshit books. Like, and alongside of that as well is a one called Tiny Habits by BJ Fogg. Yeah. Which is basically, so for me, Atomic Habits is basically like describing what habits actually are and why we need habits and the different types of habits out there and stuff like that. Whereas the tiny, whereas Tiny Habits tells you more about how to uh, instill the habits better. Yeah. And get them more regular. Yeah. You know, by using things like big wins and stuff like that. So they're probably the two the two main ones because habits I've come to realise really do dominate are a huge factor in what we do in, in everyday life. Yeah. Um, and if you can dial those dial in as best as you can, then uh, you, you're better, you're going to you know, succeed as a human, really. And you do practice what you preach, don't you? Yeah, I'm definitely, uh, I'm definitely on it. It's like you know, like training for me, like exercise for me, is just a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. It's now very much a distilled habit, and I still do celebrate the fact when I finish a session that I've done it, and I celebrate yeah. it by giving myself a high five in my head. Um, you know, it's weird, it's weird, but it really does work. And I think small habits that we take for granted that we don't we just need to be celebrated more. Well, I've been, I've been in the gym with you before I really knew you, and you've, you've come round and. Uh... You've uh, you've high fived everyone who you've just put the sword on one of the workouts and uh, and it, and it is and it is it's well it's interesting that that, that helps you that it kind of it shows that you finished the workout yeah. but also it uplifts other people that, that, that it's like hey you're 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 in there as well and that I suppose leads me to the first time we met which I absolutely I do love and that was in the old CrossFit gym in in the um, above five star in, the, in 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 the first one and came in one afternoon it was just you in there. Must be about five, well, maybe five, six years ago. Walked in and I was like, I was like, oh, this guy looks a bit like James Haskell. This guy, he's, uh, he's, uh, he's in, 
he's in good shape and it it tells you something about my state of mind there that I've looked at you and I've thought I can take him I can I can I can take him we're probably we're probably the same now now I think what we're there's sort of eight year age gap um yeah 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 yeah, seven year age gap um and you were you were probably are and and then as well a bit closer to the peak of your sporting career whereas my my graph sort of a bit a bit downward uh, or or but and I can just remember to your credit and it's again you probably held my eyes for that 10 feet and realized that I wasn't going to break your stair till four feet you were brilliant we did the same session and halfway through I was like Paul he has ironed me out but you were so polite and we finished and it was just a little high five at the end I think it was a really nice habit and that was since our first meeting it shows my muscle dystopia or dystopia but I was like yeah I can I can take this Viking but you were Right. You, you, it's, you were brilliant. I guess, I guess that really comes down to team sports, really, and just yeah. like, um, you know, it's just, I just, I just, again, I just love people. So, like for me, I want people to feel good after they, they worked out, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think if you feel like you're part of a community and a team and stuff like that, then it makes the experience so much more exciting. Yeah, it does. It does. Self, all the self help books. I've, yeah. Some of them, I've, I've been like, what, the, what is this? Uh, two books that stick out for me are Atomic Habits by James Clear. Yeah, uh, definitely one of the best books I've ever read. Uh, very applicable to life and um, yeah, true. Um, yeah, Just, yeah, I definitely sort of pride myself in like, especially that down at the box set right now at Ascot. It's like yeah. you know, if a new me- new member comes, and I will be the I'll love, I always go up to him and introduce myself and like you know what I mean, sort of break that awkward ice because I've been in situations where I've been away and I've been to gyms that I don't really know anyone in, and it's been very very awkward. Makes you know? a massive difference, doesn't it? Yeah, and just taking that bit of time to step away and going right, and, and making it less awkward for that person, you know, they're less likely to come back as well. Yeah, but that's not yeah. that's not a gym skill. That is, mm. that's just a life skill which yeah. pe- people should have. Just why mm. you don't want anyone to be awkward. No, we've all felt it's awkward. Just, just 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 go over and and you haven't got to be best friends with them, but but say hello. It's just having this perspective, isn't it? I yeah. think the one thing I know, I've learned is perspective is so important, and you you should treat people how you want to be treated. Yeah. You know, like you say, I I, I know what it feels like to go into a new gym. I don't yeah. want any of any of us to feel that, so I'm going to stop from that that from happening. You know. Yeah. Well, maybe uh, I'll get the guys at the gym to start talking to you, Jack, if you're feeling a bit nervous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just going back to your podcast, I really enjoyed um, the one before last. Was it with uh, Tristan Willis, the Army PT? I thought he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought he was really interesting, and yeah, yeah. And I, I really, really wanted to get. I, I really wanted to get him on because he, because I, because I've got friends in the lab. I'm Army PTIs. Yeah. And my vision, my I've always thought um, the Army way, the way the Army trained people is very old school. It's very dated. And I just wanted to get him on to see if anything had changed, and it surprised me it had changed. And yeah. I, it was very what come, got what we got from that podcast was they're obviously thinking more progressively now. Yeah, and 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 how there's still more to come there, isn't there? So they've yeah. they've they've made the changes. They want to do more, but there's obviously a budget linked to it as uh, as as well. His um his his bear crawling challenge. Did he bear crawl yeah. at uh, Snowdonia? Snowden, yeah, so, I, I think he's practicing for it now. He's training for it now. I mean, <laughs> mate, you you crack on, buddy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, I like I like. Well, you did the hundred miles in yeah. um, that January. You, you you did that mm, December. Second, what second lockdown? Yeah, second yeah. lockdown. Yeah, yeah, and you and you got a great a great crew together. And again, that I suppose is you making getting people involved and people skills. We had sort of fifty or so people in a group trying to run run that um, with you, which was which was fantastic. I like doing stupid things and. 
quite often you you warn me about going a bit too far and we yeah. we, we haven't really discussed in detail yet my uh, lifting a million kilos in in march which i'm uh, which i'm which i'm i'm planning but i i think when i first worked it out i got my numbers wrong because it's uh it's 33,000 kilos every day for um uh, for 30 days yeah yeah good luck with that mate well, you'll be, yeah, yeah, don't just leave me hanging. You'll be, you'll be, you've, you've, you've just said at the, uh, at, 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 at the opening, it's a holistic view. You want your, you want your clients to speak to you, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I have to sort of do a bit. Of, uh, yeah, that's going to cry maths, mate. That's going to require a lot of maths. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, his, 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 his bear calling just, just sounded, um, sounded crazy. And if, have, have you seen the size of his legs? And, yeah, he's a yeah. good boy. Yeah, he's got good calves. Yeah, and I think um, calves are the measure of a man. I think. If yeah, you, I mean, I've got, got good calves. No calves. Yeah, <laughs> I've got classic, classic African calves. Very yeah. small, speedy. What about speed? Are you speedy, or have you just got the calves? Uh, I've got the speed, man. My favourite podcast, though, was with your uh, better half, um, the boss. So I think shout out to the boss. Yeah, I think I was absolutely brilliant, um, and I think you obviously met met my kids. Uh, you've got. Um, Maybe coming in in, 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 in in due course. When I can get my girls to sit still for ten minutes or half an hour or just part of that, I think she was just a great example of of a really strong female business leader, but without the neg- but without the negative connotations which are attached yeah. to that. And, 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 and unfortunately, it was a really good listen. Yeah, that's what I wanted to get across. To be, to be honest, like because yeah. she she's an absolute savage. Yeah. Um, and I just, I just feel like, you know, this whole thing is it, dying out, you know, it really is dying out the whole kind of, you know, this whole thing that women can't have high, you know, high, um, high role jobs in companies yeah. and, um, it definitely is dying out. Um, but I feel like people like Yaz and other, other strong, powerful women out there need to sort of stand up, you know, and show and show kids that it's not about being on TikTok and, being a uh, an Instagram glute person, you know, yeah. that actually, you know, women can dominate in any industry they want to. Yeah. Um, and it's about being, it's about just going with it and being powerful. You know, thing of Yaz is she's always worked in a very male dominated industry. Mm-hmm. She's managed to get through that male dominated dominate industry to now be a, a team leader of 50 people, you know? So yeah, she's absolutely nailed it, hasn't she? Yeah, um, and I just wanted to, yeah, to, to sort of her for share that story because I'm going to say I'm obviously very proud of her and what she does and, um, and yeah, just her sharing her story was just what I wanted to get across, really. Was it quite weird doing it with Yaz on the, on the podcast or did, did, uh, did, did it flow quite well? I thought it, I thought it would be, but actually, yeah. you know what? Because it's just a conversation, isn't it, really, you know? Yeah. Um, and the good thing as well is that we did it face-to-face. Yeah. Which I think makes a big difference. Yeah, huge difference. Yeah, I think when I had the vision for the podcast, I was meeting people and talking to people one on one. But obviously, when COVID hit and stuff like that, it's obviously not doable. No. Um, but I definitely experienced that one to one here was a different experience with the podcast. I think well, they you you know Susie's work and they've they've, they've got all these studies which you've seen as well where you are because you're naturally just staring at each other's eyes here constantly. You are you're, you, you the, the the fight or flight hormones just constantly released. So it is. So even even when you're not on edge and you're having a conversation with someone you know, it's just not natural, is it? And it is. It is actually. And I haven't, I haven't yet done one with somebody who I don't know. So that'd be quite interesting. Whereas your, 
your off and away series two and you're sort of calling around the globe it must be quite yeah 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 it's i, I don't think you know, i get nervous yeah uh but i think that's natural because you, know, you don't know how it's going to turn out um so for me it's a bit of apprehension about the questions you're going to be asking uh, how they're going to be is yeah. it, are you going to get the, the episode you want um but yeah my, my first ever sort of episode i did but i didn't know someone was so so nervous I, I, I kept getting mind blanks i definitely thrive better i've always thrived better at meeting people yeah um you know if i meet someone face if i meet someone face to face i'm i'm so much better so much more a different person than say like bits of phoning someone i'm not very good at f- like, chatting over phone no i think it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting problem for generations coming because i'm i'm a salesman I, I like meeting people i'm yeah. quite happy having zoom calls and teams calls and meetings on team calls but I'm nowhere near as effective at my job as when I'm in a room and you can judge someone and, and you yeah. and, and, and yeah. Actually, and, and have you been doing Zoom coaching as well? I mean, we we haven't we haven't done it, um, but are no, you? To be honest, man, I tried it in the first lockdown. I tried it, but it's yeah. just not it's just not my style. It just doesn't go with how I coach people. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, I did it with one lady, and she and she has a, a gym in her garage, and she set up the camera so I can see the whole gym, and she was yeah. working out, and it was just yeah. so awkward. I just yeah doesn't suit my style of training and you know people like you're crazy you should, you should do it you should do it and I'm like it's just not it's just not my style no it's just, it's unfortunately it doesn't suit it so um and just for me sitting here while someone else is working out on the other side of the screen that's very it's hard just, yeah yeah, yeah. Really, it's, yeah. Just, it's just some people got it some people haven't and I just haven't got that ability so um but yeah I, I've, I've funny you say that I have started to develop an on I'm thinking about developing an online online coaching platform mm-hmm even though how I hate online coaching. Yeah. Um, but I've been working on recently like a indiv- like trying to make it as individualized as possible. Yeah, which is your big thing, isn't it? One of your big things. Because, yeah, yeah. 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 My, yeah. Bi- my biggest thing with coaching and is individualization. And I think that's the way it has to go. I think, you know, you know, we've got a massive health problem in this country and it's ever, ever increasing you know, metabolic diseases and preventable diseases that can be done by just changing someone's lifestyle. Yeah. And I feel like the industry, the industry is at its peak. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's a billion dollar industry, but yet the health issues are, are dropping, are still increasing, sorry. So, yeah. you know, something's not working. And I think online training, as we see it now in the Instagram world and stuff like that, is very much a one size fits all type of approach. Yeah, because it has to be on that, on that, be. on that well, model. Yeah, people yeah. want to make money. Yeah. That's one thing. And volume. So, you know, I always say, like I said to you before, I've loved, like, say, like the body coach, uh, he's, a, he's doing very well for the industry. He's, he's, you know, I, like, I, like, I do like what he's trying to do. Yeah. But for me, I would like to know the stats on the on the people who didn't work for. Yeah. Yeah. You're only ever going to see, you're only going to ever see the transformations, body transformations of what, who it did work for. Yeah. But what is the percentage that didn't actually get anything from it? Yeah. Um, and this is where the one size fits all. This is where the one size fits all doesn't work. So my approach is being more individualized. Yeah. And um, so that means for me, it's not about the money. It's about reducing the numbers down to say I'm, I've capped it at like five people. Yeah. And trying to make it as as inclusive as possible. And yeah, I think um, it, it it definitely adds proper value, doesn't it? As well. I mean, yeah. We can all we can all copy and paste programs and. Claim yeah. it. Yeah. Template, template yeah. training, we call it, yeah. yeah. 
it's just and, and it's the wording they use and you know, personalization and you know mixing up personalization with individualization is, is, is where it goes wrong because mm-hmm. personalization just means you're changing a name on top of a program whereas individual individualization that's you're going through a process to make that program and that uh that very individualized that person because you're taking time to do an assessment you're taking time to actually speak to them you know i think the best thing about joe wicks is and there's no doubt he's an unbelievable success is how in my view he's probably outperformed his potential and just so he's so he's just he's just said or decided i'm going to do this and i'm going to work really really hard and he's he's just he just smashed it through one level and has gone and again yeah. and again yeah. and and i think yeah. um the, the Matt, who I run with on a, on a Friday, he was talking about a book about uh, about the, the twelve characteristics of success. I can't quite remember who who wrote it, and it's all people who've who have just outperformed. So they're yes, they're very successful, but they've outperformed from their from their base. And I think Joe Wicks is a great example of that, um, and he's yeah, and he's nailed it. Isn't isn't there a phenomenon? Because uh, uh, there's a book I just finished called The Training Lab, and it goes into uh, how the GB UK sport. Uh, that they're sort of had their process of finding athletes for the, Olymp- the Olympics, mm-hmm. the Olympic teams. Yeah. And I think I form it's called now where like people, they get to a point of success and then they just drop straight down and they yeah. just lose. And it's like a, a drop. So like you see like the, like an example they used was the Australian swimming team. They're doing really, really well, you know, at, doing so good. And all of a sudden two Olympics, they were like bottom of the bottom of the medal table. Just gone. And there's a, there's a phenomenon there where like, I've got what's called now where yeah you're performing 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 and because you think that you're you're doing the right thing and you're not you're not progressing with the times yeah, yeah. you actually drop right off yeah yeah, yeah. um have to change yeah, don't you what's that have to have to you you have to evolve or you or you just get you stuck yeah yeah which which what, yeah. what, what, what you've done um who's your favorite podcast guest I me mean, mine mine probably are Yes, and um, it was Tristan, Tristan Willis, the RMPT. I think they're the two I've enjoyed the most. Tough question, mate. It's a tough question. Um, I actually really, because I actually really like getting the trumpeter on. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the, the only thing with the trumpeter is you have to go and see him to then really appreciate him. Yeah. So uh, what I should have done was get him to perform something on on the air. But yeah. um, uh, but for me, when you when you go and see someone who's performing. And then you get a chance like that to have a conversation with him. You actually get to really see what it takes to become that performer. Yeah. And when I went to go and see him live, you know, some of the stuff he was doing was just unreal. You know. So I have written um, down that because that is something different as opposed to just rugby, 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 PT, PT. Uh, I've written down jazz, and I think it's uh, <laughs> I, I, you, you're. I mean, you're you're into all sorts of music, but it's quite. It, it, it's nice to have something different on the sort of on the uh, CV as. As, as yeah, an interest, I, think, I mean, with with jazz, well, the reason why I like jazz, especially live, is that you can get lost in it. Yeah, you go and watch it. You, you sit there mesmerised watching these people perform because you know, ninety percent of it is improvised. Yeah, you know, um, and they're doing things off the cuff. They're looking at each other and giving each other nods and stuff like that. And it's just really cool to see. And um, and obviously, unfortunately, it's not a very popular form of music. You know, no. Um, but when I go to see these people live, I I get lost in there, you know, and, and if anything, actually, I quite like it because it, it gets it gets you a little bit creative. Yeah, you know, I, I have some of my best ideas when I'm sat watching these people perform. It's, it's really weird. Well, it's 
so it's not as because if you're if you're escaping and losing yourself, that that in itself mm. is meditation. You you yeah. haven't haven't got to be sat with your legs crossed, yeah. sort of <laughs> ringing bells every now and again. If it's uh, I, it, if it's jazz, it's jazz. I I didn't know that. I didn't realise that that much of it was off the cuff, to be honest. So that's yeah, why. Yeah, it's, it's all sort of, all, all sort of improvised. Yeah, they sort yeah. of look at each other and they just flow with it, really. That's like my um, career. About ninety-nine, <laughs> about ninety-five to ninety-nine percent off the cuff. Just, 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 nah, just, mate, just, 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 just trying to catch someone's hard, eyes. You work hard at what you do. <laughs> keep on, just keep on turning up, Jack. Always turn up, <laughs> and you'll be, uh, you'll be, um, you, 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 you'll be fine. Um, we've talked. A bit about you. We've talked a bit about rugby. We've talked about PT and coaching, um, podcasting. Um, I suppose there's three bits to touch on. One which I thought was really interesting was how you don't chase likes on social media, which is, which 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 I think is fantastic because yeah. it's the opposite of the world at the moment. Um, and I suppose ultimately in your career, there probably is a a, a graph to show you the the, the 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 more likes the easier the easy money comes whereas whereas you've stuck to your to your guns and said i have this mantra i'm going to see it through i'm going to work on yeah. in realization and and you you mentioned it with with tristan that some of the best coaches you've met and spoken to have well aren't on social media are just having a conversation over a coffee somewhere and and and, and you, you don't need 53,000 likes to be saying something good no unfortunately yeah the my industry really does depend on social a lot of it does depend on social media if you want to make big money mm. then social media is where you want to be at yeah you know some of the um and for me coaching for me again like you know we touched on the individualization and i'm, I'm I don't, and that's how i that's my approach to coaching and that's it yeah um and i don't want to sell out to these template training and stuff like that and um, I want my content to be informational and people to learn stuff of it. You know, if they like it, they don't. If they don't, fine. Yeah. But, you know, for me, someone has doesn't have to look at my information and like it to actually get, uh, learn, from, learn something from it. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, you know, and I know people that have bought followers who say have like 15,000, 20,000 followers and only get something like 60 likes on each of their photos, you know. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, what are you trying to do here? I did, yeah for me social media is, i dislike it and like it i like it the fact that people can see it and get as much information as they can you know of what you know any any subject in the world yeah but i also hate it is that there's a lot of disinformation out there as well which was that great again another one of your uh, recommendations and obviously it wasn't just you who watched it but the uh, the social media documentary sort of interest yeah, yeah great wasn't it and just how you are how you're just trapped in your um echo echo chamber of what you look at how it comes back how they're targeting you how they how they bring your friends on back on again i think it's i mean i think we're all aware of that to an extent but you forget how how much control they have over you oh mate and it's even worse now lockdown is 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 brought us onto our computer screens a bit more and yeah you know i was, I, I think i did a post over there about eye strain um just because people are not they're not they're either looking at their computer screen, mm-hmm. talking to someone, yeah. or they're watching TV, or they're looking at the phone. And you know, I'd love to know the percentage of time that people aren't looking at a, a screen. Oh, very low. My 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 phone usage time is hideous, and and lots of that is 
where's where I'll be doing one of these calls so that so that it's on in the background so it's slightly in, 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 in inflated it's not just me staring and and and, and scrolling but it's yeah it's it's terrible yeah, that, that's that scrolling is is not great no you know, just honestly freaking flew through things and going all oh, right you know it's yeah. just not it's a waste of time yeah which yeah. is why I started getting up at five o'clock and going to bed trying to be in bed at bed at nine because yeah. I was wasting two hours watching classic rugby league from the nineteen eighties. Just yeah. <laughs> so it's maybe it's maybe time to. I mean, it was it was fantastic, yeah. but it's time to uh, yeah. time to time to call it a day. Um, yeah. When people do venture to your social media, they'll find you on Instagram. What's your uh, the Health Coach UK? The Health Coach UK, um, and there's a lot of really good information on there. There's also, and I hope you'd agree, some quite strong views on there as well on certain Absolutely. topics. Yeah, which yeah, is mate, yeah. yeah. So you, so I've 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 written down a quick fire, only only ten of them for you. Just your sort of initial reactions to uh, to uh, to to these words or topics, um, okay. and and they're varied, they're varied. Okay. So F forty five. Awful. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't waste your money. Uh, if you want to be healthy, do not go there. Really? Yeah. Um, chinos. Uh, <laughs> dad pants. Dad pants. <laughs> dad pants. Yeah. Especially if you get them in salmon pink. Oh yeah, yeah. I have, I have got a lovely pair of uh, salmon pink yeah, ones, shop, as, shop as, as 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 can imagine. Uh, vegans is my favourite one for you. Hold on. My phone. Right, go and say it again. Vegans. Oh, the devil. Nah. Uh. <laughs> My problem with vegans is dis- is this disinformation. That's what I don't like about vegans. I think yeah. people have been healthy off it, and you've seen there's good 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 examples of that. But for me, no, it's uh, it's just a different disinformation. You know, things like the effects on the they're saying the effects on the environment the meat the meat industry has is fake. Yeah, it's so wrong. Um, they're saying it's the healthiest diet you can eat. That's also wrong. Um, so yeah, I just don't like the propaganda around it and the uh, yeah, the false information really. Is it not ultimately all money led though? So whoever is creating that 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 message or propaganda, if you're a vegan or you're doing keto or you're doing carnivore or Atkins, it's all probably nowadays a social media campaign which kicks off and gathers momentum, and then people become so amazingly on that note that's where we lost momentum a 2021 uh, homeworking it failure means we're not able to tell you jack's views on influencers not positive all your clothing being black very positive a bit more on jazz really interesting and of course staying hard with david david goggins where despite the fact we both agreed that we're big fans um it maybe isn't always sensible to be out to be out running if you've got a sprained ankle, a broken leg, or the six feet of snow. Um, we then ran through four questions to finish and actually branched out uh, to talk about what Jack's new podcast was going to be about, um, which will be coming out uh, this week um, and is going to cover aspects uh, addressing mental health. So well worth a listen. Um, please do find him on Spotify and uh, he can uh, he can shed some light on that. And I think that might... Um, post some more questions for us all going forward um, this is good practice for me talking to myself Jack said he did it when he first started so um, this is my version of it the four key questions which I asked him 
uh, what would you tell young Jack? Well, great advice from the big man. He just said, make sure that you can be yourself. Um, and if you can, avoid caring what others think of you and you're being true to yourself. That is a major strength, which is in keeping with what other people have said to us already. What's a non-negotiable for him? Um, he said false tanning. That's not true. Uh, he said exercising um, on a daily basis. It might be a walk, it might be a run, it might be a stretch, but every day um, just good for not only his physical well-being, but also his mental well-being. Um, and on the important issue of trucker or beanie, he became the first guest to push push the barriers and he uh, landed himself a, a bucket hat so he can um, get, get, get his uh, rave on when the uh, festival season reopens. So, disappointing to lose his dulcet tones the last two minutes. Uh, hopefully that summary um, is reflective, Jack, of what you said. When asked who he'd pass me on to, we agreed it'd be fantastic for me to speak to um, who is clearly the better half in the, uh, in the, uh, in the Graves clan. Um, and in Series 2, I'll be catching up um, with the uh, lovely Yaz and um, speaking to her um, about what it's like to live with Jack uh, and and all things going on in her life. So thank you for listening. Um, as ever, I'm really grateful and uh, hope you enjoyed it. <laughs>